Hello. So this is a special episode of the Music Prophet. There is a, there's extra space, and we have a special guest in the studio. So I figured, hey, why not? Let's do a live interview. Let's have it on air and let people hear of Elise Saunders. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> you are. Yeah, so, I'm so happy this worked <laughs> out, actually. Made my trip even more worthwhile. Right, because this is the second time on air. And also with us is... Aunt Linda. Aunt Linda's Country Tailgate. My show is Tuesdays from 11 to 1. And yeah, I've basically lived at the studio today and spent the day with Elise, which is awesome. She was my special co-host this morning. And it's exciting because, I mean, Linda and I have co-hosted shows before and... I'm excited to be able to do it again now. Me too. I love working with you. You're so cool. <laughs> well, I... You are pretty cool. I just met you. I'm glad that I have confirmation from both people in the studio. <laughs> Look at them blush. Isn't it cute? <laughs> um, so let's, let's jump in because we have a half an hour. So tell us about you and just where you're from because you're not local. No. So Peterborough, Ontario actually is uh, my hometown. Born and raised. Um, I moved to Toronto mostly just uh, to get closer to more of the music scene because I'm I'm travel central. Uh, but yeah, Peterborough is where I really figured out who I was as an artist, and that was to become a country artist. Um, I grew up singing all kinds of music. I have respect for so much uh, different genres, so you can definitely hear that in um, in my country brand. Uh, but I would say. Early on, when I was working with my very first mentor and producer, his name's Daryl Rawson, um, so from the country music world, he's definitely known as a hit songwriter and then got into producing. So his thing was all about uh, making a, a song come alive through vocal interpretation, um, as well as finding your own voice. He was uh, a big player for that um, in my career. And he had said to me early on, like, you need to hone in on what your genre is. I know you can sing all kinds, but... Who are you as a person and an artist? Like what fits you? So I did some soul searching at that time. I was just at the end of high school, um, deciding if I wanted to make this a career full time and who I wanted to be, which I mean, we're all kind of confused on where we want to go next at that stage. So I figured um, at that point that country music was most relatable to me, just uh, in my roots, um, my lifestyle. And my mom always played country music, and it just it felt like home to me. And um, it's always been really important to me that I can express myself uh, as authentic as I can be. And I felt like with maybe the other genres, there'd be a pressure to be something that maybe I wasn't. Um, and also what I love about country music is it tells stories. So I love songwriting as well. So I could combine both those. But what initially drew you to country, though? Just the uh, storytelling and... Um, that you can be a person and, and people relate to you as a person. It's just, it feels like family. That's what, uh, that attracted me the most. Um, and also with it being versatile, it's nice, but just, yeah, the roots and, um, yeah, you can just, you can hang out with these people and they're just like regular people. Country's become the new pop, basically. In a lot of ways, what pop music used to be, country has filled that. Mm -hmm. And it, it really is family. As someone who's been a part of the uh, Canadian country music scene since uh, around 2003, I've always liked music. Um, and I've dabbled in country, but 2003 was when I really sort of 
hey, wow, woke up and went, hey, okay, something's going on here. There's a shift happening. Mm-hmm. And that, if I could trigger a, a point in time, that's when I first noticed that, okay, I used to listen to pop. Now I'm listening to country, but a lot of it's starting to sound like that. And even a lot of the music we played today mm-hmm. by artists like Kira Isabella and uh, Genevieve Fisher, uh, a very, very pop sounding country. And yours too. Mm-hmm. I mean, your song, Feel You Leaving, mm-hmm. definitely has that, you know, uh, 20 years ago, it would have been a great pop song. For sure. Well, it, it's uh, funny too with Shania Twain when she first came to the scene. Um, to us now, she sounds so country. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because it's like, oh no, she's, she's like more of that traditional sound. But at the time, she, she got a lot of bad rep from people who were like, oh, that's so pop. She is such a pop artist. And it's so funny because it doesn't sound even like pop anymore. No. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that country music is evolving because it is bringing in all kinds of audiences and more people can relate to it. Um, and just music in general seems to be kind of just all crossing over into each other and collaborations are happening. Just the music scene in general is changing. Which I think is all positive. I think I think it's important that, especially now though, that you find your own mark uh, and sound, whatever that is. Like so, if you are country or your country pop or your country soul, whatever you hone in on, I want to be relatable and and maybe appealing to radio or commercial. But at the same time, this is me, and it's not like like everybody else. So where do you fit into that? How would you define your sound then? So my sound, um, I would say from the the first stuff that I put out to now has changed. It used to be a little more roots here, um, but I've also changed too because I've been a part of now the Toronto scene for a while. So I've also been influenced with what's going on there and the friendships I've made. And so it's just, I would say now I'm country music with a little bit more swagger, if that makes sense. Um, so... It's more modern now, um, but it still sticks to my roots, of, uh, which is just my, my voice, I guess, and then also my stories. When it comes to storytelling, I'm really curious uh, about like what angles of storytelling you focus on. Is it more emotional relationship stories, or is it more back home, uh, like Alan Jackson type storytelling? Um, for me, I like to create songs. Um, a little bit of versatility, but I would say I like to create songs that either with a theme of um, making a difference for somebody or either uplifting somebody and bringing them joy. Um, for me, anytime I'm creating music, I'm usually imagining what it would be like to perform that on a stage. My live show is really important to me and the audience and um, touching and that, and that through my music. So um, if I'm going to be singing to them, I want to be able to give them both uh, and powerful um, emotional connection, but also upbeat and fun, and it takes them out of any stresses in their life. So a little bit of both. Yeah, because I mean that's partially why you uh, do it, right? Like you're trying to connect with the audience. Yeah. Um, well, I know everybody's a little bit different. There's definitely more the singer songwriter type, which is more they're writing from um, like folk roots almost. Yes, yeah, folk roots, which is more. They're writing from a personal, almost autobiographical experience sometimes where it's um, it's definitely them. Like, it's their story and maybe a niche market people might be able to connect with that. 
But for me, I like to write that's going to reach more of a general uh, message. So, and just give, there's a song in particular we will uh, get to at some point, but also, um, Actually, I don't know, I just feel like it's it's a time where there's more and more stuff coming out that we need that support just as people to support each other on, on these things. I'm kind of curious, because digging into that a bit more, what is the social responsibility you have as a country artist, do you think? Uh, well, for me, because I'm on a public platform, um, it's important that I can make a difference either through my songs or by actions. Um, I like to also get involved with different charities. Uh, it's always been important to me because I do have this platform that I want to give back when I can. So um, I guess it was about seven years ago, I started my own Warm Coats, Warm Hearts Coat Drive and it's a benefit concert. So I was just kind of getting into music and trying to think of how can I give back? Like, I don't really know what that is yet. Um, but I, I, once I find it, like I'll, I'll stick to it. So it was one day I was riding on the subway and there was an article in there saying the need for warm winter coats and, and these coat drives. So, um, what connected to me to that was it took me back to a memory of, um, in my elementary school days, specifically around like grade six time, I guess. Um, there was a boy who would come to school at all the time in the winter time. We lived out in the country. So it was some of the coolest winters as we know in Canada. And he would come to school every day with no mitts, no hat, and just a spring jacket. And I remember thinking like there, that there's something wrong about that. Like that, I don't know why he's doing that. Does he think he's too cool? Or I, and I realized that's not that. It's just his, whatever his family uh, situation is. Um, so my friends and I had found some stuff from uh, the lost and found and gave it to him. So that was something that always stuck with me. And I, I saw him have some difficulties in school and I know that it's all related now at this time as an adult and doing research on this topic um, of how much a warm winter coat can make for somebody and their learning um, through school and just the confidence of that and just how their brain's going to work for obviously if they're freezing right now. It's not going to work properly. Um, so it took me back to that memory. And then through that, I, uh, I thought, why not create this concert where we ask for a warm winter coat as a mission and we'll put on a fun, fun concert for everybody and, and do something because in the winter we all are looking for something to get out for. So there, there's a lot of people that have a lot of clothes in their closets that they need to get rid of. They just don't know where to take it. So we started doing that. Um, so now I've been able to put thousands of coats on uh, children, youth and adults throughout the GTA. Um, for the past several years, so different communities have come together, which has been pretty special to see. And I've had um, my artist friends that are 100% on board and they've been supportive and have believed in it as well, so that's awesome. Um, so that's all I can ask for. Now, as I get busier as an artist, um, I was just saying to Linda, I'm trying to find ways that I can still do this, but also involve myself with other, with other projects as well. You had a lot of, su lot of support as well. Um, because you would do draws and stuff. So you had a lot of people donating. Yes. And From, nice prizes. Yes, like Canadian hmm. Tire was one of them. Walmart, I, I remember, because I actually won a Walmart gift card. Yeah, I think Walmart. It was a $50 gift card, yes. which is really, they were it was really nice. Uh, there were, yeah, there was sporting stuff, I seem to recall. Uh, beer companies donated stuff. There, there was we a, a lot. Hmm. Like, there yeah. were well over, I'd say, 25 to 30 prizes. Yeah. 100% on board. And we did it at the Corral for, I think it was three years. In they were Oshawa? Great. In Oshawa, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, sorry, I should have said that. In Oshawa. 
uh, they were great with helping me out on all of that. So it, it took a lot of work out of it. Um, and then the keg uh, were the ones also that got behind it uh, for the Keg Spirit Foundation because they're all about supporting youth as well. So through that, um, I was able to share my story at Ottawa's Wee Day in front of, uh, there was probably like 100,000 kids there, which was an unreal moment that I will never forget. It was, it was pretty amazing to see. So they bring music together and they're um, giving kids a purpose at a young age more than just school. It's teaching them how to give a purpose and give back to their communities. So I love that. Can we jump into that more, actually? Because I, f- I feel like uh, it'd be interesting to hear the perspective of an artist who's performed for bars and clubs. But then when you perform for kids, it's different, right? So different. Yeah. Um, that's the interesting thing about this is you do you have different audiences and you have to know how to relate to those different audiences. So the one with the kids, um, I didn't actually get to perform at that one. There was a bunch of other acts, but I did get to speak to them and they were just so enthusiastic and so receptive to everything. They're like little sponges and every, and they look, I just know how much they look up to everybody that's on that stage. Um, so to see how inspired they were by this movement was crazy. And like, I would say, I don't know, I would say something like, oh, hey, everybody, like, I forget what I said now. Um, I'm here because I told them my story. We've collected thousands of coats uh, for kids. They're like, wow, like screaming. (laughs) And it it was pretty cool. And just, um, yeah, it was touching. Like, I I definitely was, had a couple of tears after that moment, for sure. Because that's a lot of enthusiasm, too. I mean, kids just don't hold back. Like, when they like something, they will just ecstatically let you know yeah and when they're behind something they're 100 percent behind something i think at that age too because they don't have all the so much distractions of adult life or judge like they don't worry so much about judgment at a certain age so um so yeah i think it's important that kids do learn about these things early on and know how to give back so that's what this wee day was all about is just creating opportunities for kids to be able to give back um each student is to provide uh, charity for their community as well as global. So, Yeah, it's huge what Craig Kielberger has done with that and the way that it's grown over the years to be in countless cities is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, I, was, I was thinking, like you were getting the response from the kids. It's, it's you've got to, you know, don't know how many young lives you're touching exactly. mm-hmm. and those kids will remember the name Elise Saunders and what you have done and as I, I hate to look at it from a marketing perspective but if they see you in a certain light they're going to go wow I've got to go listen to her music and and you're gaining more fans that way but you're doing it in a positive light yeah they will look at you for the uh charity aspect of what you're doing and they see the good in you and they're going to go, wow, she's a good person. I want to listen to her music. I want to find out more about her. And you just don't know how you're inspiring those little lives. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to remember that perspective at times because it is, um, it's a bit of a roller coaster having a career sometimes in music um, because there's a bit of an emotional uh, excitement, but also emotional struggles going through this kind of thing because um 
there's just there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that can get tough but at the same time the reason why we all do it is because it's the, for me it's the live it's just being able to like, connect with people and make a difference that way um so yeah so to be able to see that i can make an effect like that on people that's when it hits me it's like that's where i know i can make an influence and a positive influence for people but at times when you're by yourself in that artist mode just independent it's like am i really making a difference but it's 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 a cool feeling when you know that you can it's usually when you're asking yourself am i that you actually are yeah yeah, because that's also, I mean, that's part of the music, right? The messages are there, but then that that's the audience that is really molded by your lyrics and by your sound. And they're the ones who will hear it and they'll get inspired. And in 10 or 12 years, when they're now 19 or 20, that will be what shapes their sound. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, that's what like, I'm saying is it's important that I have a combination of both songs that have a powerful message or can move people but also songs that can just bring joy and not be too serious too so i have a combination which by next year you'll get to start hearing some of the new music um but one of the songs before my uh, most recent release was one that i uh, was asked to actually be a part of uh, for it was a bit of a, a song for a movement, um, and it's called Rise, which the title was brought to me, and they asked, like, could you write the song with a couple of uh, our writers, and would you be able to sing on it? I'm like, yeah, I would love to, and so I got to know the story behind it, which is um, uh, Jessica Phoenix. She's an Olympian equestrian rider. Uh, she's won silver and gold medals uh, for the Olympics and Pan Am Games, so getting to know her story and meet her, she's pretty inspiring, and she's one of those winner mindsets. Um, she doesn't let anything stop her. So we wanted to write a song about that because it was right before the Pan and Games. Uh, she was in Jersey and a thousand, her thousand pound horse landed on her, crushed her little body. And it, doctor said, you're probably never going to be able to recover or ride again. She's like, no, actually I will. No big deal. And the way she talks about it, I'm like, Jessica, like, that's a big deal. Like you just push it off as if it's nothing, but it's a big deal. And uh, so we wrote a song about her. So that was the first time as a songwriter I was writing directly about one person. And that's her story. So um, it's become more of an anthem song for anybody that needs that little push or that personal mantra to be able to say that I can do it. Like, I got this. Um, and interesting enough, there's been a, a version that's come out, which is an EDM, which I was telling you about. So different for me as a country artist. And people have heard it, they don't realize the connection until I mention, like, oh, I've heard that song. I didn't know that was you. Um, so, yeah, I get asked a lot, are you an EDM artist? Like, no, country. And tell us where we can find you, because this was a quick interview, but I think it was a really good way to get in touch with, I don't know, who you are, who you are as a person, which was the best part. Thank you. Well, thanks again for thinking me for this. Um, it was kind of last minute, but I'm so glad I met you and that we got to chat a little more. Those are mm. always the best, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, people can go to my website at elisesaunders.com and Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, they can find me on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm like everywhere. There is, if they Google Elise Saunders, there is another girl named Elise Saunders who's a model. Doesn't live too far away from me. But that's not me. So I'm, I'm the country artist. You're more beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
and talented. <laughs> and who knows, maybe if one day you get into modeling, then you and I are two models. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to collaborate sometime. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to have her in a music video. Yeah. There's my uh, sister. Right? Mister. <laughs> so thank you for coming, and it was good. I was really happy that you were able to come in, and uh, if you were listening, you were listening to The Music Prophet, and you can catch the show normally uh, Thursday at 12 p.m. But otherwise, we are doing another episode tomorrow at also at 12 p.m., so this week there's multiple shows at 12. But tomorrow we are actually with uh, two more country artists, which is actually really exciting. This is the most country, country music-oriented. Music. It is. You stepped it on my turf, Kyle. What, what Apparently. <laughs> you guys just have to create your own show together. I guess well, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems like that's where things are headed. I have no problem. No problem with that. I'm just teasing. I'm okay with that, too. I mean, my the music profit needs more country artists, so... Shout out to Elise for being the second artist to be on the show. Thanks. So thank you for listening. And uh, stay tuned because in three minutes, you will hear another show that I run. <laughs> uh, and so you'll be hearing Safe Space. And we're going to be speaking with two entrepreneurs. One is a, a pet photographer. The other is a yoga specialist and i think it's going to be a lot of fun so stick around with commercials and you can hear because it's going to be great Mm -hmm. at least i think so so thanks for coming elise thanks so much and the other co-host for today (laughs) what you don't introduce me (laughs) well it's it's your turn oh it's my turn okay aunt linda aunt linda's country tailgate uh always love spending time with you kyle and yeah we have to do more shows together Absolutely. We do. And thanks, Elise. Thank we, we've you. created a very full day for you. Yeah, and now you get to day. Yeah. yeah, now you get to drive back home yeah. to Toronto. Hopefully Yay. there's no crazy traffic <laughs> like normally. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> and we'll see you next time.